Betting Preview Podcast from Pregame.com. Pregame.com. Broadcasting straight from the Las Vegas Strip. Vegas, baby. With your host, R.J. Bell. I saw him on ESPN. Can I call Marco Daddy? VR seems wild. Kansas State at Nebraska. This is Wednesday, college basketball. Marco, who do you like and why? Well, I like Nebraska, and there's not going to be a letdown here. Normally, after a big win like Nebraska had, people would look for a letdown. But I'm going to tell you what's different in this one, why we're not going to have that. Okay, so is the, li- is the line out on this? Line is out on this. Uh, the, the line is Nebraska minus one. And as everybody knows, Saturday, Nebraska upset Texas on their home floor. What I like here is Nebraska still at home. You know, normally, and we've talked about it in previous videos, where the team goes on the road after a big win, and that sets them up for, you know, a letdown. Here, Nebraska's at home. They do play with revenge, 16-point revenge from earlier in the season. But what's more important... Are you sure about who won that game? Yeah, I double-checked that one this week. On the, so last the, week you had a win. You won the we, game, though, right? It was one, and I went back in and posted in the forums and at YouTube that it was just one piece of the puzzle. But we still liked the game, and uh, we got the win, and uh, we remained uh, perfect last week. So we're going to try to take that seven-game winning streak into this week. So you were 6-0 and last week. We were seven and zero. Well, six and zero, and if you count if you count the pit game where we definitely said don't play pit. Well, no, you can't yeah. do that. So six and zero. Six that's and zero is a good. strong recommendation. It's not twenty five straight baseball games. No, that's coming soon. We're <laughs> we're we're excited about that. Pitchers and catchers are ready to report. But what we've got here, and this is something in the final two weeks of the season that you're going to hear a lot of talk at nauseum with the ESPN pundits, and that you're going to start hearing about bubble teams too, and. We've got a situation here with Nebraska and Kansas State. They're like identical in the Big 12 right now. They both got the same record conference-wise, and there's a one-game difference overall record. So if it comes down to the end of the season, and the NCAA committee is going to be looking at these two, and it's like one or the other goes in, if Nebraska got swept during the season series, that's got to be a big you know mark against them for moving on. So this is a bigger game for Nebraska in Kansas State. Now, wait a minute. You just said that you consider Nebraska and, and Kansas State about equal when it comes to the, the, the race to be in the NCAAs. So if Kansas State lost, how is that not important to them? Well, it, it is important to so them. So it's important for both, but Nebraska getting swept against someone that might be the person that they have to be chosen over you exactly. think is, is going to be worth even more. Right, Play, and then playing at home. And then we also have scheduling dynamics in this game. And Kansas State, following this game, they've got two big games in a row coming up. they got to go to, they play Missouri at home in their next game, and then after that they go to Texas. So this is a good spot since they beat them already so badly that they might just look past Nebraska a little bit. Other than it's kind of hard to say you're going to totally look past the team that just upset Texas. but And it's favorite over you. Favorite, small favorite. Um, we also talk about home and road dichotomy with teams, and this is another one of those that's big. Kansas State's 14-2 and at home. They're only 4-7 and on the road. Nebraska, 16-1 and one at home. And it's, we're in a pick-the-winner situation here. 
Okay, so now I almost, it almost looks so obvious to me that, that I wonder why this doesn't smell like a trap. I'm looking at your notes, and you projected Nebraska to be minus three. I thought Vegas would bring this game out a little bit more because of the, the public perception of, of the big win on Saturday. So, so the fact that they didn't, that, now that's always the question with you when you see, when there's perceived value, is is it a trap? or, or and, and usually for you it's a trap if you think that there's a identifiable bias that's causing the line to be off and, or if there's no rhyme or reason to it. So what is the rhyme or reason for a team that's, you said, 16-1 and one at home? 16-1 and one at home. Against a, a non-top-10 team? Not, talk about pick the winner. Minus one literally is pick the winner. Yeah, well, Kansas State right now is playing good ball. Uh, so they, they are the now team. Nebraska was playing, you know, the last four or five games, six games, 500 ball until they had the big win over Texas. So... I think that this is one of those ones where you talk about splitting the action. I mean, we're talking the opening number that came out. I was projecting three. We checked just minutes before we came on air, and the lines had just come out. It was at one. I think this line's going to end up in the middle, and it's going to end up probably at, at two with Nebraska. That Nebraska will get some action come uh, game day. People will look to Nebraska off the Texas win. Hmm. Hmm. So... If that's the case, then I guess that potentially opens it up to be even more of a trap. Is if the, if you figure that the Kansas State was in the top, you know, I was looking at an old Sports Illustrated was I think third in the country preseason mm-hmm. from SI, you know, top five it seems like across the board. They've underperformed, and that Kansas win is was kind of like a statement game beating Kansas. But if you're telling me that. Clearly, Kansas State's the more public team. Right. Yeah, Nebraska made went beaten Texas makes them more public than they were the week before or before that game. But Kansas State is the top three team entering the year. If you're telling me they come out at minus one at a number that's going to induce that, that you actually then think that they're going to be betting Nebraska, then doesn't that speak into the hey, too good to be true kind of thing, which you're usually afraid of? Generally speaking. It, I agree with you, but the one thing, the caveat here is Nebraska had the big win over Texas. That's clear. Don't forget, in the same seven-day period last week, Kansas State had the big win over Kansas. So the two big wins kind of wash each other out. So, so I agree with that. So that's then, so, so really what you're saying is this is a pure value. What you're saying is Nebraska beating Texas gave them a slight premium Kansas State beating Kansas gave them a slight premium. That all equals itself out. Kansas State in general, beyond that, those two games, is the more marquee team. And that's why you see value on Nebraska. So really, this is a pure value play This for you. is a value play for me. And again, looking at the, you know, the need factor, I think, with the, the bubble situation. It's motivation, home road dichotomy. You got it. All right, well, I got to tell you, here we go. Now, what's my record when I agree, when I, when I, I call it blessed, but when I agree with you? <laughs> I don't have the exact number in front of me. How many of losses? Uh, according to the way you do it, you're saying zero. <laughs> what do you mean the way I do it? Is I, I've on camera in front of thousands of people said, agree, neutral, disagree, and every time the word agree, agree. came out of my mouth, it was a winner. Okay. All right, ready? Okay, and, right, and don't order. forget the other category, though, too. Whenever you um, bet. Uh, don't distract me. Uh, right. Agree. Agree. All right. All right. Okay. Now it's your turn to continue the conversation in the comment section with Marco and me. 
And next up, we're going to be looking at Florida State at Maryland. For the best deals from trusted sportsbooks, visit pregameaction.com. Florida State at Maryland, Wednesday college basketball. Marco, who do you like and why? I love Maryland in this game. This is one of my favorite situations. We've got a couple things going here. This, first off, Maryland returned home off of two road losses on Saturday. They were decent-looking losses. They lost two games on Saturday? They lost two road games last week. Okay. Then then returned home to play on Saturday. I love this scenario because the public's going to look for them to bounce back when they get home. They won that home game, but they didn't cover. That sets me up for this Okay, so you're talking about three games back. Road game, road game, return home where the public typically overvalues. They underperform by not covering, and now they're home again. They're home again. You're going to get focused effort because they had a lackluster win. You're going to get line value because, as you say, the public remembers what happened to them most recently, and that's three-point spread losses in a row. And we've got a Florida State team that's coming in here off of a big win on the road against a garbage team, a Wake Forest, but they're playing back-to-back road games, and it's always tough, especially in the ACC, to win back-to-back games on the road. So I think this sets up absolutely perfect for Maryland. Uh, Maryland is a good team at home. The last two home games... All right, so what you've laid out so far is a pure value play. You're saying that you're pretty neutral in Florida State, but being a second road game is a slight negative. Maryland, three straight road losses. We know the square bias is against or is to focus on the near term. And you think the fact that they're now rested at home after those three straight ATS losses means they're primed for a good performance. That feels like a pure value play. Awesome. All right, now what else is there? 13-3 and three at home is Maryland, uh, straight up. Florida State. This is a situation that Florida State in the public's eye, you, you hear me use the term sometimes, and I use it in my write-ups whenever uh, I give my analysis on a game. People are going to look at this game, and because Maryland hasn't been a margin club this year, they're going to see Florida State and the way Florida State plays. A, a margin club? A What's margin. That? They don't win by a lot of points generally. Okay. And they're going to see Florida State getting five and a half in this game, and they're just going to say, ah, oh, this looks like a power dog. This is great. They're going to jump in here on on the Florida State side, and that I just love the setup. You know, I talk about teams, setups, situations. This is one of my favorite in, in college basketball. And remember, some things are just simple, and, and it sounds like you've got one of your pet uh, plays here specifically in regards to the home team returning, underperforming, and then having a follow-up home game because you've got the best of both worlds. Upon that second home game, they really get to lock in and then number two, the fact that the underperformance in the prior game is going to give them a little less value. Now, I'm looking at your notes. Um, the line actually came out of five and a half, which was even more than you thought, which sounds contrary, but for you, it, explain that's, what that means. That sews it up even more because if you look at this game, like prior to the, the first video that we did, if you look at the surface, everything on this game is going to point to Florida State. And the fact that Vegas brought the line out higher than I expected them to do when that's not the way it should be going because public perception is definitely going to be to Florida State in this game, that makes me love Maryland all the more. All right. Well, so what you've done for me 
is what I try to do with the basketball is play the role of the viewer and say, have I been convinced? And in this case, I have. So I'm going to, it's the second video wow. this week. I'm a, now, maybe it's, I'm feeling a little gun shy from, from going against you last week and losing again. And, you know, this was kind of a short video. So maybe, unfortunately, <laughs> now's the time. And, and not, you know, you'd think I'd, I'd learn. But, you know, you, really. You would think. You would think. You know you, you know, you got a nice degree at Ohio State, you know, graduated high in your class. Uh, well, you know what I think? I think maybe this, I'm going to have to adjust your cap or whole percentage. <laughs> All right. Any closing thoughts? Hey, you know, don't make me go free agent like Car- Carmelo in the van, the trade. But, <laughs> which that's a good segue. We're going to have a video later about that. But uh, I like Maryland. My projected score in this game is 81-72. All right. It's your turn to continue the conversation in the comment section with Marco and me. And next up, we'll be talking. What's up next, Marco? Next, we're going to a Thursday night, Pac-10. We're going to go Arizona State and UCLA. See you then. For free real-time odds, lines, and scores, visit pregamelines.com. Arizona State at UCLA. This is Thursday college basketball. Marco, who do you like and why? Well, actually... This game, we don't have a line on, right? Right. I'll have a projected line for you. All right. So let's start with that. What do you project this, the bookies are going to come out with? I project this line is going to come out UCLA minus 11. Okay. So assuming that's the case, where's the value? Well, to me, the value's on Arizona State in this game. I like Arizona State. And when you hear me give you all the reasons, it's going to sound very similar to Penn State at Wisconsin last Sunday, only I'm going to have the previous score correct. Okay, okay. <laughs> this is a situation. UCLA had rolled off nine or six wins in a row prior to losing Sunday at California in overtime. So, you know, not a you know, good-looking loss. You lose in overtime on the road, you know, and the line was basically a pick of minus one. So, you know, they did pretty much uh, what they thought they would do there. Now they return home. The public's going to look for them to bounce back. They're playing an Arizona State team that had lost uh, nine games in a row before they won on Saturday. They beat Washington State at home. Finally getting off the schneid, so to speak, and getting a win in their belt, Arizona State goes on the road. They're going to be getting an inflated number from a team in a bounce-back mode that had a winning streak stopped. That in itself puts me on one side. It puts me on Arizona State, but I've got more. Okay, so let's break this down, though, because... I think the trick with sports batting, one of the tricks, is that there's usually a re- whatever reaction the public has, there's usually a reason for it. It's just they overreact or sometimes they underreact. So it seems to me Arizona State lost nine straight games for a reason. They're a bad, you know, they're not a great team. It seems like UCLA's had a good run in general because. They're a, becoming a surging team or an improving team. So what, is there anything about that that you disagree with? Fundamentally, do you think UCLA is not as good as they seem or Arizona State's not as bad as they seem? Or is it just, listen, yeah, UCLA is good enough to win 6 out of 7, and Arizona State is poor enough to lose 9 out of 10, but I just think that those facts are being overreacted to. That, that's why we have point spreads. That's the equalizer to those two. And in my opinion, the public and Vegas is going to overreact 
to the UCLA side. And a lot of people will look and say, hey, Arizona State finally got a win. They're going to be happy now and, and dismiss them. But the second part of it, I, as I said, I believe we're getting an inflated line. But the second part of it, and this is, again, another part of my situational handicapping, this game's Thursday. On Saturday, UCLA has a huge game. They play Arizona, the number one team in the conference, at home on Saturday. So it's, it's at UCLA? Both games, yeah. They play Thursday night at home, UCLA, and then they play on Saturday at home. So this is a situation where you've got one factor, UCLA can be looking ahead to Saturday. Two, if indeed UCLA does get a big lead, you've got the backdoor possibilities because with a big game on Saturday, Ben Howard could clear the bench. And, and bring some reserves in to keep his guys fresh for playing coming right back so, on Saturday. And that's an interesting point. On the Pac-10, usually it's a Thursday, Saturday, and and for college kids, that's as short as it's, there's no you know other until, than conference tournaments. Until tournaments, there's really no back-to-back. So if there is a situation that, and if you think about it, do you know if the Saturday game is a night game or a day game for UCLA? It's actually four o'clock. Uh, Eastern, so it's a 1 o'clock game on the West Coast. And this is going to be a, a night game, clearly Thursday night. So really you could almost say a day and a half. Mm-hmm. You know, I think that may be the key factor that we, you've uncovered here is that, yeah, even if there might be a point, two points of line value, remember, let's say we're trying to get up to two and a half or three points, that last point, point and a half might be coming from the look ahead, uh, both from focus and from desire to really keep running it up. Plus, they played an overtime game on Sunday as well, UCLA. Yeah, but, you know, again, just <coughs> like Thursday, Thursday, yeah, just like Thursday to Saturday short, weekend to Thursday for the kids, I think. Another factor, and again, this will, uh, you know, be similar to what we talked about last Sunday with Wisconsin. UCLA is a team that likes to play their game in, in the 60s. That's their MO. Ben Holland goes all the way back to his days at Pitt. He's been a defensive guy first, offense second. So, again, when you're laying, you know, 10, 11 points and you're dealing in a game in the 60s, dog's very attractive. All right. Well, here's the thing. I've agreed with your first two picks. <laughs> and I actually, if this were the last one mm-hmm. and I hadn't agreed yet, I'd probably agree here. But I'm going to go neutral. Uh, and, and the no, re- no, no bet? No bet. No. Uh, the reason being, I'm a UCLA <laughs> fan. Mm-hmm. I'm a fan of that coach. Um, I just like the team. I know this year hasn't been great, but you know, I, I do lean your way on this. So, but I'm going to call it a neutral for record-keeping purposes. Okay. Any closing thoughts? I've got uh, this game. I've got UCLA winning the game but not covering, and I've got it at 69-64 UCLA win, but we're grabbing the points with Arizona State. Okay, so we're going to do a special video. Uh, are we talking... Oh, wait, the special video is going to be on trades in the NBA. Mm-hmm. All right, so it's your turn to continue the conversation in the comments section with Marco and me. And next up, we're going to be doing a special video with Marco discussing the, the, uh, the big New York Knicks Nuggets trade and how you can handicap these teams in the near term. Be right back.